And hello, listeners. Welcome to the Heal the Sick podcast, a presentation of Dominion Fire Church in Las Vegas, Nevada. You can find us at dominionfire.com. My name is Million Quinteros, M-I-L-L-I-A-N. I'm a licensed minister through John G. Lake Ministries, which is at jglm.org, if you'd like to know more about um, kind of our background and what we do. On today's program, I have a very special guest, and this guest was very instrumental as well as as everybody that's been on the show, but also instrumental and very kind to me in my uh, in my walk through the healing ministry. Um, this this gentleman has uh, has kind of been there just out of nowhere. Uh, we connected up on uh, social media, and we started talking, had a couple phone calls, and he kind of coached me through uh, through some things, and just encouraged me, and gave me a just a lot of help and assistance, and I'm truly grateful for that. And we are going to talk him today. Joining me on the line, a, uh, a missionary through Fire International uh, was a, a, a missionary out to Peru in uh, South America and uh, now is working on the area of short-term missions and has a, a great deal of experience with uh, healing and prophetic. Uh, joining me on the line, Brian Mitchell. Brian, welcome to the Heal the Sick podcast. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Good to be here. Thanks, million for having me in. Definitely, it's uh, it's an honor to have you here, and again, I'm so grateful for everything that uh, you've done for me over this uh, time period in in my walk and all this. Um, but as we do here on the show, uh, we open up right away with uh, the big swing for the fences. Can you tell me the biggest, most profound, wildest, craziest healing miracle testimony that you can share with us? Yeah, there's there's a number I'm thinking of, but but the one in particular that that really probably would stand up the most would be when I was in ministry school. I was in ministry school in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I was actually on my way after school one day to to work, to a part-time job that I had. And as I was driving along, I saw a guy in a motorized wheelchair just gunning it down the sidewalk on on the side of the road there of, of where I was traveling. And I know that I know that, that that Holy Spirit within me was was jumping and saying, "We've got to go pray for this guy. We've got to we've got to minister healing of this guy." And I even said out loud, "I said, Holy Spirit. I think I said Holy Spirit. I definitely said, I'm late for work. I've got to get to work. I can't do this right now." And I turned the car to go down to work, and I was very close to work at that point. But I turned the car, and I've never felt this before, or I think even since maybe. But I, I physically almost felt like the car wanting to turn itself and my, and my hands wanting to, to turn the car and turn around and go pray for this guy. So I'm like, finally, I, I couldn't really almost fight it anymore. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go pray for this guy. So I turned the car around, got, out, got back on the street that I turned off of, saw the guy down the, a little bit further down the road. I pulled up and was able to cut, cut into this, this driveway Right as he was coming by, I, I probably scared him half to death because I kind of screeched my car in there. And uh, so I pop out of the car, and I start talking to him, saying, hey, hey, bro, I just couldn't help but notice you as I was driving to work, and, and I really felt the Lord wanted me to come over and, and talk to you and, and, and minister healing to you, what's going on with you. And he proceeded to tell me about just a host of physical problems he had. But, but the gist of it was is that he was in this wheelchair, and had been there for three years because of diabetes and some other problems. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, well, well today's your day, bro. You're going to receive healing. So I just did a quick, I mean, really, it was, it was maybe, maybe a minute, probably not that long, just prayer for him, ministered life, ministered healing. And I said, you proceed, bro. Let's go. Let's get up. And he didn't want to do it. He said, I'll, I'll test it later. I'll test it when I get home. And I just felt this boldness come over me. And I said, bro, we ain't doing it at home. You're going to do it now. And I, and I, I pointed down the road. I said, there, it was a telephone pole, maybe about, probably about a, a, a hundred feet or so, maybe a little bit longer down the road. And I said, bro, this is what you're going to do. You're going to get up out of the wheelchair. You're going to walk unaided, unassisted to that pole, and then you're going to walk back to me. And to his credit, because he could have refused me, but to his credit, he got up out of the wheelchair, and he walked down the 100 feet to the telephone pole, unassisted, and walked back. And by the time he got back, he was in tears. Mm. And he said to me, he said, he said, bro, he said, I haven't walked more than five feet unassisted in over three years. Mm. And that was, yeah, that was just like, that was wow, man. That was just like... I'm like, come on, Jesus, you know what I mean? And it was just, I, obviously, by the time I went to work, I was, I was like practically floating the, to work there. But it was just, and, and it was just, again, I mean, I was fighting it, and, and, you know, maybe not in the right frame of mind necessarily going into it, uh, you know, kind of fighting against Holy Spirit a little bit, saying, you know, I'm late for work. So all these things that sometimes we throw up as far as excuses of, you know, I'm not in the right place, or I don't feel the right things, or I don't. You know what I mean? All that was like going haywire at the moment, you know, in the natural, if you want to look at it that way. But, you know, just going step by step and just saying, you know what, I'm going to do this. He's right here in front of me. We're going to go after this. He's going to see it. And then again, when he said, I'm going to test it later, I, I, I felt it before and I felt it some, a few times afterwards. And, and I, you know, I just, I have faith in general, but there's times when you have just a certain boldness come over you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how to explain it from Holy Spirit, and and this was one of those times that I just, before I even knew what I was saying, it just was out of my mouth. You know what I mean? It was just out of me saying, "Bro, you're not going to do it later. You're going to do it now." And then I just, I saw that telephone pole, and it just the, the thought came into my mind, just tell him to go down there and back. It's, it's going to happen, and and there you go. So you know, just a combination of just step by step, just going for it, and then Holy Spirit giving the boldness. And obviously the power when needed, and yeah, it was it was an awesome day. So now a question for you, and again on, on the show sure. here, we like to I mean, we're trying to dig down to the truth and get the reality here. So I would like your insight on this. Um, someone sure. want to hear a testimony like that and look at the story and say, well, the, the reason that he got healed is because it was just a special leading from the Holy Spirit. It wouldn't have happened any other way. Now, what is your opinion on a statement like that? Well, you know, I mean, there are special leadings, obviously. I mean, Paul. Paul was was going somewhere because why was he going somewhere? He wanted to go to Asia, right, in, in Acts 16. Right? He wanted to get there to preach the gospel. He was going on what he knew to be right. He was going on what he was commanded to do. He already, he already knew that. you know. So he was pursuing the commands of Jesus and pursuing what he knew to be right and doing that. Now, as he went, the Holy Spirit gave him special readings in the sense of no to Asia and no to this other area, but yes, in the special, in the dream, the special leading to Macedonia, and that's where he went. Mm-hmm. So, but Paul was—he wasn't sitting still. He wasn't sitting somewhere saying, "Holy Spirit, lead me." He was doing. He was doing what he already knew to be right. He was doing what he already was commanded to do by Jesus. He was moving forward in that. And as he was doing that, yes, he got special leadings, and that's the same way with us. I mean, as I'm driving to work, 
just having, just being open and just seeing the sky. Yeah, I mean, you know, was, was he highlighted to me? Sure. You know, I think in that sense, he was. So in, in that case, maybe he was. But, but was my heart open as I'm driving, as I'm coming from ministry school, as I'm doing whatever? You know what I mean? Is my heart open to say, Holy Spirit, I want to do what you want to do. I want to see people healed. I want to see freedom come to people. If your heart's open to that, just like Paul in going to Asia, wanting to go to Asia, he got the special leading to Macedonia. So in my respect, in my situation, I was open. My heart was open to, I want to see people set free. I want people to receive healing. And having that heart about me, and then Holy Spirit working with that and pointing out this guy. And I, so I think it's that type of situation is letting your heart be open, knowing what's right, you know what I mean? Spiritual and mature is not being told more and more what to do, but less and less, in a sense, what to do, right? right. When you're more mature, you know what the right thing is to do, and you do it, right? I mean, that's being more mature in my mind, and I think it's, it applies to the things of the Spirit as well as things that are natural. So when you, when you know what the right thing is to do, you pursue it, and that's being more mature. But see, a lot of times as Christians, we think being told more and more what to do by Holy Spirit is being more mature. Mm-hmm. But really, when you think about it, in a sense, it's, it's not really more mature. It's Holy Spirit has to tell us what to do and kind of kick our butts a little bit to get us out the door. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's not more mature. More mature is we know what to do, we pursue it, and as we pursue it, and as our hearts are open to that, and wanting to see healing come in and people set free, yes, we'll get the special leading that we need and that we want. That's, that's my opinion on it, and that's what I've experienced. Yeah, listeners, you got to remember, and Brian really hit it, it's not just a matter of sitting around doing nothing and waiting for it. That's, I think, where a lot of people fall into a trap of that. And it's the fact that the matter is do what you're supposed to be doing as far as ministry, and you'll get these little... Um, I don't want to say extras maybe, but little changes in course, little extra orders that come in from the uh-huh. captain that you got to go handle. So uh, definitely be open to things such as those. Listeners, we are up against the break. It is uh, the end of our first segment again. Brian Mitchell, a uh, Fire International missionary to the area of Peru, now back in the U.S., working on the uh, future and short-term missions, which we'll talk about in a little bit as we progress on the show here. You are listening to the Heal the Sick podcast from Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. This is Million. Be back with you momentarily. Hello listeners, Million here. Right now, Dominion Fire is working on several creative projects, including this radio program and our new music project called Acoustic Fire. In addition, our ministry not only serves the prayer and healing needs of the Las Vegas area, but we are also working closely with churches in East Pakistan and Christian orphanages in South India. This ministry is committed to bringing divine healing, the presence and love of God, and the message of dominion, power, and authority to all corners of the earth. If this program and our guests have blessed you or encouraged you, then we ask you to consider financially supporting this ministry as a monthly partner. For more information, please visit www.dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter, lowercase with no spaces, and read more about what we do, including our plans and intentions. There are a variety of monthly options to bless this work so that we can in turn bless many, many others. Thank you for considering us and for helping to bring healing to a world that's eagerly waiting. Again, that's www.dominionfire.com. And back 
on the Heal the Sick podcast. This is Million here with you, M-I-L-L-I-A-N. And uh, anytime, listen, if you're checking out these shows, we thank you first off. If you're getting blessed from this, if you're getting healed from anybody that has prayed on any of these shows, or you want some training, want to know more, please email us. We are at dominionfirechurch at gmail.com. You can email us there. And also facebook.com and Twitter. Uh, look for Dominion Fire and you will find us. So hook us up uh, on either one and uh, any of us, whether it be our guests or our ministry, anybody here, any of us can help you. Any of us can train you. Um, like, like I always say, we're not in competition. We're all on the same team here. So wherever you're comfortable, please go that way. But uh, if you're interested, get off the chair and go is all I can. Uh, the best advice I can give to you for this. Joining us today on the program, Brian Mitchell, missionary for Fire International, recently from Peru, back here in the U.S. And um, Brian, tell us about your background and experience, kind of how you got involved with all this, uh, ministry, Peru. Give us the whole rundown. Sure. Yeah, I went to a ministry school in 2007, and they're called Fire, uh, Fire School of Ministry. They're, they're right near Charlotte, North Carolina. They used to be BRSM. They sprung out of the, the Brownsville Revival. And so I went there on recommendation of some some friends of ours that graduated when they were down in Pensacola, Florida. And we decided to, to go. I really felt a, a strong leading of the Lord to go to school there. And so we went there. Uh, we were at the time helping with a small uh, small house of prayer in Louisiana. And that went really well and learned a lot about how to move in the prophetic there. So that was a blessing to be a part of that because I hadn't really had experience with that before. So got some training in that area. And then went to FIRE, and FIRE was, was a good experience. It was a three-year program, got a bachelor's degree at the end of it. But in my third year, as far as healing goes, I just felt a leading after being there about two years to really, we had to do an internship as part of our, our schooling there. And I felt a leading to do an internship with someone who moved in healing and evangelism. And so this, this gentleman came to mind who actually, he's from the island of Malta. Uh, where Paul was shipwrecked in the Mediterranean, which is very unusual because there's not very many people that are from there. <laughs> so, so he came to mind, and at the time, he was living in Dallas. He was working with Curry Blake and John G. Lake Ministries. And I didn't know how it was going to work out, but I really felt strongly with the Lord that I was going to intern with him. And I get his newsletter about a month later, and at the bottom of the newsletter, he says, oh, by the way, I'm moving to Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm going to help with fire school ministry. And obviously that was an answer to prayer and, and a confirmation from the Lord. So through him coming to Charlotte, I was able to intern with him. And at that time, the three to four months that I interned with him, that's where I first learned of John Lake Ministries, Curry Blake. I uh, started listening to Curry's teachings in reference to healing started uh, determining in myself that I was going to go after this as part of my internship, but also on my own, uh, on the streets, in my home, uh, and started seeing some results uh, as I did that. And so that's really where I started pursuing healing and started learning of healing and and really correct doctrine and, and truth, Bible truth on healing and that it has been provided in the atonement and, and so forth and so on. So that's where I, I started, and then I graduated from school in 2010, moved to Atlanta for about a year, uh, saw some really good stuff here, worked with, with a gentleman that, that works with the homeless in Atlanta and downtown Atlanta uh, somewhat, and worked with him and saw some good stuff in downtown Atlanta before we left to, 
Peru. And then as we went to Peru, uh, we worked with another couple there. And with this other couple, we were able to, to establish a church. And within the church, we had a core group of young people, uh, ages probably late teens, about mid-20s, that we were training and discipling as far as what it means to be a son of God, what it means to, to walk in uh, gifts, to the Holy Spirit, uh, to, to lay hands on the sick and see them recovered, to give an encouraging prophetic word to someone and see them just really light up with the truth of God and how he sees them. And so we were able to train them and disciple them until they, in turn, were going out and seeing people on their jobs, in the streets, healed, uh, encouraged, lifted up, and it was awesome. And they were really grabbing hold of it and running with the message, running with the truth. And it was really just encouraging to see because down in Peru, it's a very, it is this way somewhat in the state. But down in Peru, and maybe Latin culture in general, I'm not sure, but I know that in that country it was. It's very leader-driven in, in a church environment. So it's, it's very much the pastor or the pastors or the leaders do the ministry, the people of the congregation do not. And we really came in with a different message, obviously. And the young people that we're working with, we had to break off uh, a number of things that they believed or, or fears that they, they carried and walked in. And we got through it. We, we saw breakthrough, and, and again, they really grabbed hold of what we were teaching, the, the truth of it, and they started running with it, and we were seeing some great stuff. We, we had one girl that was part of our group that she was kind of a, a person that was there in and out of our group, and we found out that, uh, that she had gotten pregnant. Uh, she wasn't married, and she fell into panic and fear, through some friends of hers that were not believers, and she decided that she was going to end her pregnancy. And she took, uh, I think, uh, a number... Well, the doctor said that she, she had these abortion pills. He said two of these pills would be more than enough to terminate her pregnancy, and she took ten. Oh, wow. So, right. And we, but, so that's, what, what, that's the back story of what was going on. So she was feeling... Very bad after she took these pills. She, you know, she felt like the, her pregnancy was terminated, and, and she was all the signs were there. But she's, you know, we prayed over her and we declared healing and life to her, to her baby, strength to her baby. And she got a sonogram, uh, I think, within a day or two after we prayed for her. And the doctor testified that it was a miracle because the baby was was normal, normal strength, healthy everything else, and he said, and he, he, he was, I think, pretty much in shock when he heard how many pills that she had taken, and that's when he testified that only two, if she took only two, that was going to be more than enough to terminate the pregnancy, and she took ten. And But as we prayed, God moved, she received healing, baby received healing, and the baby is, is I think she's going to deliver here very soon. So, you know, that was that was one of the more dramatic miracles that we saw within the group and the, the church that we helped establish down there. There was others, of course, but, mm-hmm. but that was one of the more dramatic ones. So now that you are, um, you're back from Peru now, and uh, what region? You're in uh, Georgia, right? We are, we're, we're near Atlanta. Near yep. Atlanta, okay. And uh, you have a bit of a new project you're cooking up. Can you share anything about that with us? Yeah, it's, it's really in the early stages, but, but uh, a group, a ministry group, has approached us 
about the possibility of, of starting a, a organization uh, within their ministry that would really reshape short-term missions. And short-term missions, you know, obviously internationally was what we think of when we think of missions. So there's going to be an international side to it, but it's also going to be, there's going to be domestic opportunities to the cities and regions within the United States. But really a reshaping of short-term missions, how we do short-term missions, you know, what people get out of them, what, what, what training, what equipping, how, the, how they grow spiritually or, or should grow spiritually coming out of the short-term missions, uh, how the people that, that they're going to, to minister to or, or to, to travel to will be impacted and blessed positively uh, in a much grander or greater way than maybe previous short-term missions. So really it's just a reshaping of how we're doing short-term missions is what we're going to go after and just a, a radical equipping, just a, a setting on fire of the, the person's heart that go on the trip and then taking that fire back to their church, back to their, their community or region where they're from and really impacting their community. And that's, that's what we're going after. And then again, obviously, where, where we go to minister, whether it be a foreign country, whether it be a, a city here or a region here, we want that, that area, that region to be, to be blessed and to be impacted for the kingdom of God as well. So there's the two sides of it. But that's, that's what we're going after. So it really, it's, it's in the early stages, but it's going to be a really, uh, I think, a really radical uh, reshaping of how short-term missions are, are organized, how we go about short-term missions, and, and to make them much more of an impact on the person's heart that goes on it, but as well for the region that they go to. So that's, so that's a project that's coming up. Wonderful, wonderful. Listeners, this is, again, Brian Mitchell, uh, currently with Fire International as a missionary, uh, recently for Peru, back in uh, the Atlanta area. And uh, when we come back, up against the break here, when we come back, we're going to talk about the concept of sowing seeds and how love never fails. And uh, it's going to be an interesting one. You can queue up 1 Corinthians 13 if you want to check that out. And we'll be right back after this break. See you soon. Singer-songwriter Ian Christopher presents to you his debut CD entitled Tomorrow, featuring original, soulful music inspired by such artists as Phil Wickham and Building 429. Take a sonic journey with an artist who wears both his heart and his message firmly on his sleeve as he presents his unique brand of acoustic rock mixed with folk influences. Ian Christopher is found on Reverb Nation, Bandcamp, SoundCloud, and iTunes, as well as his personal website, ianchristopher.com. Visit www.ianchristopher, spelled K-R-I-S-T-O-F-E-R, ianchristopher.com, and spend some time in the sound of Ian's spiritual self-discovery expressed in simple words. Ian Christopher and his new CD tomorrow, available today. That we have found, discovered, forgiven to our core, yes we And back for the final segment on this edition of the Heal the Sick podcast. Million here with you, M-I-L-L-I-A-N. This is a presentation of Dominion Fire Church in Las Vegas, Nevada, dominionfire.com, and also... uh 
my uh, ministry licensing is through John G. Lake Ministries, JGLM.org, which is uh, where I trained at. I'm uh, not officially affiliated with them, like their headquarters or anything. I just trained through them. So uh, if you want to know kind of where I came from and my background on uh, ministry training, please check them out. And it's uh, all good stuff. And everybody on the show thus far has uh, had positive things to say about that particular ministry. So make sure you do check them out when you get a chance. Joining us on the phone today, Brian Mitchell, um, missionary for Peru back here in uh, Georgia. And one of the lessons that uh, Brian would like to share with us today is uh, in his time in Peru and as well as ministry in general, um, on his heart was the idea of how love never fails from 1 Corinthians 13 and how seeds need to be actually sown, how there is an action that goes along with that. So Brian, take us through uh, the lesson you'd like to share. Yeah, it's a lesson that really impacted my heart greatly, and it was a lesson that I shared with the young adults in Peru that we worked with there, and they really took hold of it and really set them free of a lot of pressure from a ministry standpoint, and, and they ran with it and saw a lot of good results from it. But basically, Jesus teaches us that the kingdom of heaven is like a farmer sowing seeds into the ground, and he doesn't know how it grows, he doesn't know how it's going to happen, but he goes to bed, and when he comes up the next day or soon after that, it's growing. You know, he has a harvest. And and Jesus says, that's the kingdom of heaven. So basically what Jesus is saying to us is that these seeds, one, need to be sown. That God sovereignly doesn't sow these seeds on his own. He works through his sons and daughters on the earth, that, that we advance the kingdom, that we display his glory through our lives, through how we live our lives, and these seeds need to be sown by us, is one lesson from that, from what Jesus taught. Now, the other lesson is, is that as we sow these seeds, just like the farmer, he didn't know how it was going to grow, but it did grow. And that's our part as far as the faith, that if we sow these seeds in love, with a heart of love for the person, valuing the person, not seeing them as a project, but seeing them as God sees them, as a valued person, son or daughter that may be lost, that God loves with an with a everlasting love, we see them from that heart and we sow seeds into that heart from that place, then as 1 Corinthians 13 says, love never fails. And God's going to breathe on those seeds in our heart. Whether we see a harvest from it or not, it's going to happen. And that's what we have faith for. That's what Jesus teaches us in that, in that parable. That's what 1 Corinthians 13 tells us, with love never fails. And what it does is it takes the pressure off of us. It, it says that if we sow seeds in love, even if someone doesn't really perceive us very well, if we get rejected by them, if we, if we get yelled at by someone that we're trying to, to reach out and encourage or bless or heal, we're still sowing seeds. We're sowing seeds. So the pressure is off us. If we're in that position of love and seeing them as God sees them, with the love that God sees them with, God's going to breathe on it every time. And love's never going to fail. And a harvest is going to be produced in that person's heart through the seeds that are sown by God breathing upon them. So that's, that's something that's impacted me greatly. It takes a lot of pressure off of us in ministry that, you know, we need to do things a certain way or there needs to be a formula or there needs to be everything right. Uh, I remember a story that I heard once about a guy that, that wanted to give a prophetic word to a waitress and, and he was giving her words. He'd say something like, you have a brother. And she'd say, no, I have two sisters. You have a, you have a dog. No, I have two cats. I mean, everything he told her was wrong. Four different words. And finally, after the fourth one, she said to him, what are you doing? 
And he said, look, I'm going to ministry school, and they're teaching us about prophecy, and I'm trying to encourage you. And, but everything he was telling her was wrong. But she saw God's heart in what he was doing. She saw the love of God in what he was doing. And even though everything was wrong, she wound up getting saved. And she wound up going to the same ministry school that he went to. And that happened because he says he says he's in love. He saw the love. God breathed upon that love and upon those seeds. And transformation happened in her heart. Now, he was fortunate enough that he saw the fruit of what he was sowing pretty much right away. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, we don't always get to see that. But, just like that man, we can have the same results, we can have the same harvest, even if we don't see it in the moment, because we know, just like him, as we sow in love, that God's faithful to breathe upon it. So, yeah, that, that was just something that we imparted to the kids when we were down there, and again, it really helped free them up to really pursue this, pursue being sons, pursue laying hands on the sick, as Scripture tells us, and seeing people healed, giving encouraging prophetic words to people mm-hmm. uh, on their jobs, in their schools, you know, wherever they were, their neighborhoods, their families. And they really ran with it, and we're still seeing great stuff and great fruit down there because of it. So, you know, it's it was good. Yeah, but you know, listeners, something else that uh, has come up a couple times here on the show is that you know there is action required. Uh, you can't just sit yeah. and wait for things to happen. You got to go. You got to go pursue. Go after these things. Um, yeah, it's easy to be shown. Yeah, yeah, you, and and it's just like you, you can't expect to get in shape or become muscular if you just don't ever get off the chair. There has to be work done, um, and. Uh, and just something that keeps coming to mind is, you know, with seeds, seeds have to be sown. And the other part to that, too, is is that, remember, we're all on the same team here. So if you sow a seed in someone and eventually it's another Christian that picks up this particular case and runs with it and that's how they get saved, you know, give you know, give uh, praise for that because we're all on the same team. The mission gets done. Um, the other thing, too, that came to mind is people often say, well, you know, what if I sow a seed and nothing happens? And it's the same thing. Well, someone's on the street asking for money and I, they're going to go buy alcohol with it. Well, here's the, here's the point I'll give it to you. You do your job. There's nothing more I can tell you. Do your your side of the deal, your part of the job. God will do his part of the job and let it ride. It'll 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 do what it has to do. Um Amen. a lot of times we get into that case where we want to solve everybody's problem front to back and I know I'm I'm like that as well and it's we don't always get that opportunity. It's not always our war to fight sometimes. So there That's is right. an, it, it's not always our um you know our uh, crisis to solve front to back. What your job is bottom line to do your job and that's the best way just do it and you know win lose or draw just do it because bottom line there is no other way this is it just do it and it's it, as, sim- right. as simplistic as it sounds there's freedom in that because when you're not worrying about the end results per se in in this uh, context when you're not worried about those end results then that that freedom and pressure comes off you as as uh, brian alluded to um earlier uh brian if uh, again brian mitchell uh, for you listeners out there i apologize um talking about uh, missionary work that he's done some of his experience with uh, uh helping people plant seeds and getting people active and just uh, just wonderful stories here um Brian, if people would like to uh, maybe reach out to you, maybe get involved in future short-term missions, uh, would like to know more, hear some more testimonies, or uh, ask you some questions, do you have an email, a Facebook, a website, Twitter, anything you would like to share with us? Yeah, and the email, the best email to use would be Jesus Hope of Glory. So Jesus Hope of Glory, just one word, no periods, at gmail.com. Okay. And then on Facebook, I can be reached at it's Brian. 
Dash, Stephanie Mitchell, and that's our Facebook page. So either one of those will be great to get in touch with us. As we continue to develop the short-term missions ministry, we will have a website up uh, that's probably a, a few months off at this point, unfortunately, but we will get that up and running. But, yeah, so... Right now, the Jesus Hope of Glory at Gmail and, and the Facebook will be the best way to reach us. Yeah, and listeners, even with, even though that uh, project is a little far off, again, plant the seeds now so that you can get in on it. It's the uh, same idea, same concept. And uh, Brian, it is awesome to have you here. We are so grateful for your for your visit and your time with us today. Um, what we do is uh, we would like you to plant some seeds now with uh, the listeners. We ask our guests uh, on the way out, would you please... Um, Please pray for the audience. Please pray for healing, uh, prophetic word, word of knowledge, kind of whatever's on your heart. Would you just please share with our audience? Sure. What I feel led to do is to pray a portion of the prayer that Paul prayed in Colossians 1 over the, uh, the people of Colossae. And these were people that were already believers. So keep that in mind as I pray this, that even though they were believers, he was praying this type of prayer over them still that they could grow further, mature further, up into Christ as is our destiny. So I just pray for the listeners right now that they would be filled with the knowledge of our Father's will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of our Lord, fully pleasing to Him, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of our Father, increasing in the knowledge of our Father's heart, His love, and His will. And may you be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy. In the name of Jesus, I pray this for every listener. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, listeners. Again, Brian Mitchell, just uh just an awesome guy, a uh, very kind man who's been uh, there for me through a lot of stuff and I uh, greatly appreciate it. And again, um, working on short-term missions and it's, uh, you, if, if that's on your heart, listeners, get in on it and uh, you, you have the contact info and you can also reach us, remember, at uh, dominionfire.com on Facebook and Twitter under the usernames Dominion Fire. And our email is dominionfirechurch at gmail.com. Feel free to reach out to us with uh, comments, questions, feedback. And as I say on the show, um, have, as I said on the show in the past, is that we, we really don't want to sit and argue doctrine and, and get, we, we, we want to do something a little different here. So we're all just putting out positive stuff here, trying to find the truth. That's ultimately what we're all after. And uh, we value that feedback from you. So please throw something out there. If you would uh, like, if you have a request, a healing need, put it out. Let's, uh, let's handle it right here and right now. So uh, any of those places you can find us. And uh, we thank you as always for being with us. We got more and more shows coming, more and more phenomenal guests. And uh, this just keeps getting better and better. And listeners, thank you. We'll see you next time. And as we say here on the ministry, boom, goes Yeshua. 